Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, good Wednesday afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Trail Tidbits. I'm Eric Kane alongside Matt Ray, VolQuest.com. We do it every single week. We take a look at Tennessee targets, Tennessee commits in the high school ranks. Well into the postseason, we're entering uh, week number two of the postseason, the second round here in East Tennessee, and uh, big Georgia visit weekend coming up next weekend. We'll do our stat roundup. But first, Matt, I thought we'd talk with a current Missouri commit, and of course, the Tennessee targets. And defensive lineman Elias Williams, what's kind of the latest with uh, the traction there with Tennessee and Elias Williams? Yeah, so Elias Williams was in Tuscaloosa this weekend with his family for an official visit to Alabama. This was his first look at, at Alabama and Nick Saban's program. And, you know, I think it's pretty easy for any any kid to be impressed with that. He had told me leading into that visit he was excited because he wanted to learn, you know, a little bit more about it other than what he had heard. Um, he's a guy that he's been committed to Missouri for roughly two months now. Um, But the recruiting process is still pretty new to him in terms of receiving a real push from schools. And, and right now, as I continue to talk with folks there, there's a real push from the Alabama side. There's a real push from the Tennessee side. He's a guy that I feel like Tennessee loves that Tennessee would love to add to this class. And I think the Vols have some, some traction in this one right now. I think he's a guy that's listening to what they're selling. He was really impressed when he made it in for the Texas A&M game. Confirmed to me that he will be back um, next weekend for the Georgia game. Um, And that visit will be official. His family will be with him. So, you know, that's a chance for Tennessee um, to, to stay in this for the distance. At the end of the day, you know, he hasn't been a guy that's visited a lot of a lot of places. He's been in Missouri a handful of times. First trip to Alabama, they'll obviously work to get him back to campus if they can. But you know, I don't, I don't know how realistic that is. Um, you know, as things unwind, t- Tennessee will shoot their shot on November 18th. But this feels like one Eric that will come down to those November or those December in-home visits. Um, you know, as the, as the coaches get out on the road and see him. And Josh Apple and company have been really good there, um, you know, during their time in Knoxville. Be that slowing guys down, you know, shutting guys down, you know, as, as teams come in trying to flip them, look back to score a wide a few cycles ago, um, or, or going in and finding a way to, to win out, you know, some recruitments with, with in-home visits like Arion Carter last, last cycle. That was that was a difference maker there. It, it felt like Alabama. It felt like Alabama. And then Tennessee went in home and, and really impressed him and his family, and, and they were able to win. So I think for Elias Williams, this is a guy that's continued to ask a lot of questions. But I think the Vols are a serious player here the more I continue to check around. We'll go to another name, and this has probably been the hottest name uh, for Tennessee in terms of recruiting during the season because uh, he's still a target. He's not a commit, and of course, a lot of hay's already in the barn. But an athlete, wide receiver, defensive back, Tennessee likes him wide receiver, very raw at the position. That is Cam Michael. He was at Georgia, who is obviously Tennessee's biggest threat in this one. 
Yeah, you know, I think I think Georgia did make up some ground this weekend with Cam Michael. You know, depending on who you talk to, um, you know, there's some belief that Colorado is deep in this one as well. Um, and then, you know, it, it goes on the other side of things. There, there's some belief out there that Colorado may be a little bit too far from home for Cam Michael. I mean, he's got a cousin committed out there. I don't think you want to overlook that. But I think this weekend at Georgia, there were – you know, some productive conversations. He has been, um, you know, recruited by them primarily as a defensive back. And, you know, I, again, I think we've talked about this on here before, but I asked him earlier in the cycle, what happens if they continue to recruit you as a defensive back and then switch up at the end of the day, where do things go? And, you know, he felt like that wouldn't be very genuine. But, again, when you get FaceTime with coaches, you get some questions answered. I think that goes a little bit, you know, makes it seem a little bit more genuine. So, I think for Cam Michael, he's a guy that, you know, is pretty thought out in the process. It's felt like he was going to make a decision a few different times, and that's continued to you know, be pushed around. But now he has a November 23rd decision date um as we've hinted at for a little while he will be back at tennessee um on november 18th leading into that and you know i, I again you you talk to people and you try to work you know different angles in this recruitment i think a lot of people just you know can't overlook georgia in this one and i don't think we have to this point but i think tennessee's been a constant and uh i think right now if cam michael had to make a decision it would just be really hard for him to do it's been very up in the air and i think he's got a lot of things you know in his mind that he has to work out between now and november 23rd thanksgiving day yep november 23rd that uh commitment announcement date that was uh, put out there a little while ago and of course tennessee's in the thick of it as is tennessee in the thick of it with a big man the number one offensive tackle in the class by a name of Jordan Seaton from IMG Academy, going to be back down for an official visit next weekend. Or at, at, uh, is it? Yeah, it's Georgia, right? Or is it Vanderbilt? It's going to be Georgia. Yeah, Georgia. And so, just a massive opportunity. And of course, you've already got Bennett Warren in this class. I mean, you talk about a heck of an offense. You've already got a pretty nice offensive line class with some developmental players. You get a, you find a way to get Jordan Seaton in this class. You are humming. And he came down South Carolina game, right? Or A and M, one of those games, and uh, really just love Tennessee. Love the environment, love the program and all that. Wanted to get back. He will be getting back. But, of course, this past weekend, Jordan Seaton was at Colorado. Um, are, 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 is Colorado a, a real player in this one? It, it's hard to feel like they are right now. I mean, they're they're shooting their shot. They got him back out there. They've had him out there a couple of times. Um, you know, So I do think, again, a guy like Jordan Seaton, I think he's looking at a lot of different things. But to me, it just doesn't feel like Colorado is, is the long-term player um, in this one, I think the biggest thing for Jordan Seaton's player development, early opportunity, and you know how he fits into a program. And I think that first visit for Tennessee to get him to campus when they did, there were different points and times that it felt like Tennessee was going to get him to campus. Felt like he may get in for the UTSA game. Uh, all, all that stuff kind of shifted around. For Tennessee to get Jordan Seaton in for that South Carolina game, I think kind of played into their hand perfectly. Um, he got to experience a great atmosphere, a really dominant win um, and performance for Tennessee, especially up front from the offensive line in that game. He came away 
so impressed with with John Campbell. Um, you know, I, I think for Tennessee, it's been about continuing to build that relationship and, and work this one down the stretch. And I think the Vols are as big of a player in this one right now as anyone is heading into that November 18th official visit. And this is another one that, you know, I think could come down to the it, it will come down to the wire, obviously, because if he was to commit today, none of these schools are going to pull back. And say, yeah, we gave up on Jordan C and we lost. Um, they're going to recruit him until he signs his letter of intent. But, you know, again, this is one of those that will come down to the decision-making process in December leading into signing day. Man, this film that we're watching right now, if you're watching us, uh, VolQuest.com on the YouTube channel as well, it's pretty impressive uh, showing a left tackle, left guard, and he finishes blocks. And, I mean, this is nothing new. I mean, we know the name. We've been following him for a long time. But it seems like he would fit in really well with the way Tennessee does its you know, run blocking, its run schemes. I mean, you pull tackles, you trap tackles. He's played a little bit of guard in this tape as well. Um, he moves to be such a big guy. He's light on his feet. You see right here. I mean, there's a reason why he's the number one off at the tackle in the class, and he's even sharpening his skills down at IMG uh, this season as well. Man, he'd be a great fit in terms of what Tennessee likes to do with its linemen. There's a video. Uh, there there was a video of him on Twitter this week, and I don't remember if it was his Twitter. I don't remember whose Twitter it was, but it, it's – I mean, it's ideal for what Tennessee likes to do. You get a big lineman out in space, and he's sprinting, and he's as fast as the skill players. Yeah, I can. I mean, that. I mean, he he is so impressive. We had a chance to we had a chance to see him in Nashville early in the year, and um, you know, Shannon Terry, our boss, he he said that uh, you know he he couldn't remember seeing an offensive lineman you know, that dominant in person yeah. in the last 20 years. I mean, this is this is a guy, too, that, man, I mean, just look at the way he's moving in space right there. I mean, you yeah. can just – you can see everything. You can see the tools. This, this is a guy that has everything that he needs to have. He needs to go to a school and find that place to refine some of these things, obviously. But he's got all the tools to be a first-round draft pick in the future. We'll see how Tennessee does next weekend when he comes in for the Georgia weekend. More on that weekend here in a moment. But with Tennessee going to Missouri, we talked about Elijah Williams a moment ago. He's a current Missouri commit. But going to Missouri, let's talk about, I mean, Shadavian Bradley's on the team right now. He came from the state. Let's talk about a current 2024 commit from the state of Missouri. That's Kellen Lindstrom. His season is over. I feel like he's never talked about like any of the other guys in this class. Versatility up front, can play the edge, can play the five technique. I mean, he's already at 240, 245, can continue to bulk up, play some inside, rabbits packages. I think this guy, as he continues to develop, gets in a collegiate strength conditioning program, could be a weapon down the line. That's Kellen Lindstrom from the state of Missouri. Unbelievable motor. Just an unbelievable motor. I think a guy that, like you said, there's a lot of versatility there, especially as he continues to develop. He can play a lot of different techniques and play a lot of different situational football for you. Um, again, and when you, when you talk to folks, one of the things that stands out about Kellen Lindstrom is the motor. He, he's got some things to refine, obviously, but 109 tackles this season from a guy that's playing in the defensive end role. Yeah. That should tell you all you need to know about his motor. Um, double-digit sacks, double-digit tackles for losses, forced five fumbles, so he's getting to the quarterback, um, most likely stripping the football out. But a guy that um, I think can do a variety of things for you and has so much room to just continue to grow into his frame. Um, a lot of times, especially in today's day and age, we kind of talk about guys being better in the pass 
in the pass fit and their pass pass rushing set. I don't think that's the case for Kellen Lindstrom. I think he's probably more polished as a run defender um, with the upside to continue to improve as a pass defender, um, as as a pass rusher. So, you know, this is a guy I think Tennessee honed in on really early. Mike Eckler's been very good at at doing that, and they were able to lock him down. And, you know, it does seem like Kellen Lindstrom's forgotten at times, but trust me, it's not because schools – maybe – Looking at it, and he's not a headline guy. He's not a guy that says a lot on social media. I promise you schools did not forget about Kellen Lindstrom. They continued to recruit him, continued to try to get him to you know, to visit campus. He told me back in September that he was so content that he, he had not, you know, had any issues with his decision to choose Tennessee. He was just kind of ecstatic about it. So I think this is a big recruiting win for Tennessee that probably is overlooked. And the Vols have continued to recruit – the state of Missouri hard under Josh Hopple. And obviously there's some ties there. A couple of things. Number one, um, <laughs> no disrespect to the nearby school in my neck of the woods. Uh, <laughs> looking like Austin East High School out there with the uniforms. <laughs> <laughs> Secondly, um, he's probably, I mean, they share a lot of the similar traits, but when you think Jordan Ross, he's a go-getter pass rusher. Think Kellen Lindstrom, he's more of a run defender. And then and then lastly, man, just watching a little bit of this tape right here, just in the you know two minutes we've had to pull up, squeezes uh, squeezes the end man on the line of scrimmage well. And when you squeeze, you football people know what I'm talking about, you squeeze down that line, it'll take you right to the tackle. And he had a couple tackles that way, defends cut blocks really well. Uh, again, I just think this is a guy that we don't talk about an awful lot. He's not a headliner, but he's been a longtime commit for Tennessee. And um, of course, from the state of Missouri, so I thought it'd be fitting to kind of bring it, bring him up this week. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right, we'll get into our stat roundup here in just a moment. But first, let's do touch base on that huge recruiting weekend next weekend for the Georgia game. We'll talk more about it on Troll Tidbits next week. But it is shaping up to be a big one, Matt Ray. Absolutely, massive. We've already talked about Jordan Seaton set to be in town for his official visit. Um, Cam Michael will be here unofficially. The two two of the junior college defensive linemen will be here, and Brian Taylor and Kamari Copeland. Elias Williams will be in town um, on an official visit. So for Tennessee, four did my math really? Yeah, four official visitors that weekend. That's a pretty big weekend um, in season for official visitors. Um, and then you know we'll see. Who, who else gets to campus in, in that 2024 class. I, I continue to think there's a chance that, um, you know, some, some guys will get to campus. Maybe I'm forgetting – yeah, I am forgetting somebody. I think Roger Saliaponga is still scheduled to be here that weekend as well on his official visit. He's a guy probably haven't talked about quite as much. But for him, the recruiting process has been kind of slow, and he's intended for it to be that way. Um, he, he's taken a slew of official visits, I think five straight weekends in a row here um, that will probably determine, you know, his recruiting process. But I think Tennessee's still laying, you know, in the weeds in that one. I think looking at it, I think Oregon's definitely in play. 
Um, Auburn's definitely in play, but I think Tennessee is, has worked in that one. I think he's built a relationship with with Alec Ablin. I think the family's comfortable with Tennessee. So I think it'll be important for them to to get back out here. But I think for that Georgia 330 kick, you're going to have a ton of your 2025s in. George McIntyre set to be here. Some big-time offensive tackle prospects potentially set to be in town a top 10 offensive tackle, one gas, then I think there's a chance you could get a guy like David Sanders in town that weekend, the number one offensive tackle in the 2025 class. Um, so that weekend for Tennessee on all fronts is going to be huge, um, from especially from the recruiting side, but we'll see what shakes out this weekend. Can Ole Miss pull the upset? Can Tennessee beat Missouri? If so, not only is it a huge recruiting weekend, it's an SEC East um, championship weekend. Well, I'm telling um, so, you, being over at campus the first couple of days of this week, they've already – I mean, there's a lot of media attention for Tennessee Missouri, no doubt. Already getting things in place for next weekend. It's going to be the 3.30 CBS kick. We'll see if game day is here. Talking about all the interview requests that everybody's getting in terms of some of the players and all that. And, you know, just making the comment to some of the, you know, SIDs over there, it's like, man, Tennessee wins this game against Missouri. It's going to it's gonna get even more. So it's going to be shaping up to be a – Regardless, regardless, really, of what happens with Georgia Ole Miss, I mean, obviously, if Georgia loses that game, then this game becomes yeah. And, and Tennessee beats Missouri. This game is massive because it's for the East. Yeah. But if Tennessee beats Missouri and Georgia keeps winning, it's still got the potential to be a top ten matchup. A top, it's going to be top twelve most likely. You know, regardless, so it's still a huge matchup in November with with big time implications because if you're Tennessee and you win that one, you know, you're you're rolling to a a New Year's Six Bowl. So it, it, there, there's a ton to play for in that game regardless of how how things shake out this weekend, but this weekend can magnify it even more. For sure. And, and as far as this weekend goes, I think the the way things are trending, um and of course you want Georgia to lose cuz you want an opportunity to play for an East Championship, but um I think at minimum here, Tennessee, Missouri, you're playing for the Citrus Bowl this weekend because kind of the I way think it's, so too. Yeah. if things can shape out, you know, Tennessee needs to, or SEC needs to got a player in the, in the playoffs, you know, you need some, a couple of New York six and, and then it's kind of shaping up, but you're playing for the Citrus Bowl this weekend, in my opinion. All right. To end, um, obviously you're playing more than that, but I'm just saying in terms of bowl projections, uh, right. to end trail tidbits this week, let's take a look at our stat roundup. You mentioned his name a moment ago, a guy that's probably going to be back here next weekend for the Georgia game. George McIntyre, quarterback, 2025, uh, top target in that class for Tennessee, 301 yards passing and four touchdowns. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously for George McIntyre, it's been a minute since his team found the win column, got into the playoffs 1-9 because of the um, you know disqualification to Lipscomb, um, which we won't go down that road right now, but a, a big night as they advanced to the second round of the playoffs, and, you know, they did it mainly behind George McIntyre's right arm, 301 yards, four touchdowns, um, as he continues to to impress during his junior season. And, you know, Tennessee will get another chance to impress him next weekend. He He's coming off an Alabama visit this past weekend. All right, George McIntyre, always somebody that Tennessee fans have, uh, you know, kind of glued to. Obviously, that's the top target for the quarterback of the class of 2025. Take a look at uh, running back Don Morris, 19 carries, 188 yards, also out of the backfield. <laughs> Not a bad day. 102 yards receiving off five receptions and a touchdown. Yeah, the, the this is a guy that was at Tennessee this weekend. Um, you know, his, his recruitment has seen an uptick. The Vols offered him 
more so as an athlete. I know there's been some questions about that on the general's quarters, and I probably haven't done a good job of, of getting back to those. But um, yeah, Tissy offered him as more of an athlete at, on the offensive side of the football, a guy that can do a variety of things. He can line up at running back. He can line up in the slot. And I think Tennessee continue to obviously evaluate there and, and, and see how things go. But he's an interesting guy. He, he's caught the attention of a lot of college programs, and he is making plays at Oakland right now um, after leaving the Chattanooga area you know, earlier this year. So th- this is a guy that I think is catching the attention of the Mid-State and is certainly turning into a name to know. All right, we'll get back to our stats here. Let's go and look at a current Tennessee 2024 commit. Jordan Ross spoke about him a moment ago. Two TFLs and two quarterback hurries in his last time out. Yeah, this is, you know, again, I think you kind of touched on it with Kellen Lindstrom. This is a guy that I think he does a lot of things differently than Kellen Lindstrom right now when you look at the two edges that Tennessee has committed in this class. Jordan Ross is already, you know, starting to scratch some of that you know, surface with his pass rush ability. He's he's constantly living in the backfield in, you know, that classification in Alabama right now. Vestavia Hills is clicking right along after a big Friday night playoff win. I believe a shutout, if I remember correctly. But this is a guy that as his senior season continues to roll on, you're starting to see more and more why Tennessee coveted him early in the process and recruited him as hard as he did and why he had the attention of multiple big-time programs across the country. Um, And I think there's a pretty good chance Jordan Ross is back in town for the Georgia game um, in two weeks as well. And last but not least, friend of the program, one of the best wide receivers in the state of South Carolina, one of the best players in the state of South Carolina, that is Braylon Staley. Three receptions for 100 yards off the top of your head. What's What's that yard per reception total there, Matt Ray? That is 33.333 with a little thing with over the, little, the top. Little, maybe, little, yeah, maybe the 3-4. Yeah. I'm not going to get into Hashtag my, math. Math. My, my, my math skills there. I'm trying to – I always forget to do this before every show, but – It's okay. Just kill we, time. I do it all the time. When, it's really bad radio Braylon, podcasting, but – When Braylon Staley um, joined the show, the 1,000-yard goal was his for the season, so I'm trying to – Trying to look at that, but I can't find it. But I'm well, Matt, no, just keep going. I, 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 I was going to say it's your birthday, everybody. If you haven't, already. no, my birthday's over, buddy. I'm I'm thirty, well, and you're not I'm like my wife. You don't celebrate your birthday for an entire month. I'm thirty and hurting. <laughs> so, so on next week's trail tidbits, we will discuss how injured Matt Ray is after being one week of uh, thirty years old. But also, he'll find out if Braylon Staley did reach his one thousand yard goal. But nonetheless, yes. a really nice. I'm, uh, I'm senior fairly season. certain he did. I think he only needed a hundred and something like two episodes ago. So I'm pretty, pretty certain he's there or he should get it on Friday night. Um, if not, yeah, hurt, 30 and hurting after, after two lot workouts. But nonetheless, you got Braylon Staley. You liking this, you got Mike Matthews, of course. And, you know, we talked about Cam Michael a moment ago, a chance for Tennessee to have a nice little receiver class. Um, a, a lot of top end talent there. Yeah, there, there's a lot of top in talent there. I mean, I think when you look at it right now in the on three rankings, Braylon Staley's ranked very closely to Ryan Wingo. I think people tend to overlook that at times because Ryan was rated as a five star early in the cycle. He was rated, you know, he's still rated as a five star on some other um, sites, but there's, there's, you know, again, these are projections, right? Um, you know, I think Braylon Staley projects to have a really high ceiling. I think Charles Power and the, and the ratings team here at on three, 
you know, thinks along those same lines. So th- this is a class at receiver that Tennessee needed. Um, you know, you, you needed to add some really dynamic younger guys. And I think Staley and Mike Matthews can both do a lot of different things and a lot of things that Tennessee likes on the football field. All right. Great stuff as always from Matt Ray. We call this a little bit trail tidbits every Wednesday at VolQuest.com. Uh, if you haven't already, if you're watching on uh, the VolQuest YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button. Let's get this uh, video in front of more and more Tennessee fans. Tennessee at Missouri this weekend. Tennessee returns to welcome Georgia for a massive showcase at Neyland Stadium next weekend. Big game, even bigger recruiting weekend potentially. We'll, re- we'll preview that and more next week on Trail Tidbits. Until then, guys, enjoy the rest of your Wednesday afternoon, everybody. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.